I want to share today how to discern where God is really moving and who he's really moving through. Right? I was just sharing that there are some people who who have blinders, who are in religion still. We've been learning about the spirit of religion. Many people living under the old covenant, not the new covenant, living more under the law, doing things based on works, not having the full revelation of grace, also not having the revelation of the power of God, the importance of it, that his power is truly here today, that it didn't leave after the Acts Church, but it's still truly here today. There's many people who do not have revelation of that because they haven't seen that or they've grown up in church without the power of God. So since they've been there since a child, they just think this is how it is, right? And this is what's more mainstream. It's more mainstream Christianity to not have the power of God. But God is changing this all around because in the Bible it says the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. But of power. Jesus says, you will do the things I did and greater. And we see his disciples, the apostles, truly doing the things he did and greater. We're seeing them cast out demons, heal the sick, raise the dead. We see unique miracles happening that weren't even specifically written down about Jesus, such as people bringing handkerchiefs up to Apostle Paul, touching him and then putting the, the handkerchiefs on sick people and they were healed. And Apostle Peter, they would line people up who were sick on cots and he would walk by and it wasn't that he was declaring a word or touching them, but it was actually his shadow that as, as the shadow passed by, as the shadow of him touched, touched the sick, they were healed. So the book of Acts is our example of how church should be today, not what we see around us if what we see around us doesn't look like the book of Acts. <laughs> but the Bible, the Bible is our example. The Bible is our truth. So first of all, I've been sharing lately about confidence and having confidence in God and how we do not put our confidence in ourselves, but we put our confidence in God who works through us that our weaknesses are what qualify us because that's the place where God's power can move the most. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. All things. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. Male and female, same Holy Spirit lives inside of us. What can't we do? with Jesus moving through us. Hallelujah. So it's important you know what qualifies you, what qualifies you on this earth to do what you were called to do. It is not the world systems that qualify you to do what you're called to do, what God is calling you to do. In the world's way, that's what it looks like. In the world's way, the resume, the schooling, the 
gifting, the maybe looks, the popularity, the um, acquaint the, the 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 connections to famous people perhaps or people with power. These things qualify you to be something, to have a job, to be a somebody, to be somebody of significance or importance. You know, um, if if a famous news anchor is really good friends with somebody, that person maybe they may be seen as qualified now to be a news anchor too, for example, or an actor. An actor is really good friends with someone. Oh, there we go. There's the qualifying thing. Or this person has won a beauty pageant, so they're obviously qualified now to be a model, for example. Or this person is uh, uh, th th this person is a is a child of a famous singer, so this person will obviously book, give them singing record deals and everything. Um, certain things in, in, in life you have to go to school for to get the job, to even get the interview and everything. But when it comes to things of the spirit and specifically, specifically being used as a vessel of God in ministry, it is not those things that qualify you. It is not because you were, if we're talking about ministers, it's not because you were a child of a pastor that you're now qualified to be a pastor. But the one thing that qualifies you to be who God called you to be is God. It is him alone who qualifies you. We look at David. In the world's perspective, he was not qualified to be anointed king. Even his own father didn't, didn't think he was qualified. He left him out. He lined up all the other sons when he knew that prophet Samuel was coming over to anoint one of the sons to be king. And he left David out completely. He said, in his mind, he's like, nah, he's not qualified at all. But David was the one who God qualified. The world's eyes couldn't see it. The world systems couldn't see it. Like he was younger. He, the, the other brothers looked more like their, their body shape and everything. Look, they looked more the part. But God looked at David's heart. God looked at the inside of David and God looked at what he had put inside David when he knitted him together in his mother's womb. He knew the things inside that once the anointing came upon him would be activated and he would be the most amazing person on this earth for the job at that time to be king. Hallelujah. Um, Jesus, when he came on this earth, he went to find his disciples, his apostles. He did not show up to the temples and say, give me the most qualified spiritual people here. 
Give me the people who have read the Bible the most. Give me the people who have gone through specific spiritual schooling. Give me the children of the priests. No, he didn't do any of that. He did quite the opposite. None of that stuff mattered. He found normal people who weren't spiritual in the world's ways. They didn't know the Bible like the Pharisees did. They were focused on their jobs, fishermen, tax collectors. They hadn't gone to schooling to be a minister, but God says, you, 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 I'm calling you to be my disciples, to be close to me. I'm going to pour out powerful anointing on you and you're going to be the first people ever to do these mighty wonders and miracles. You. They're just normal people, totally not qualified by the world's way, but God qualified them. And what God looks at is the heart. He looks at the heart. He sees, he knows what's needed for somebody to carry anointing and to be a shepherd. He knows what's needed. He knows the heart that's needed. So he looks at the heart, just like he looked at David's heart. It says the man looks at the outward appearance. That could also be not just outward appearance, but uh, popularity, uh, schooling, resume, et cetera, job experience. Um, but he, but God looks at the heart. So why did God choose the, the disciples he did, the normal people, the, the fishermen, the tax collectors? Because of their hearts. He knew how their hearts would respond. He knew that they would surrender. He knew that they didn't have pride, that they weren't so concerned about what other people thought, that they just wanted God's will. Once they encountered God's power, he knew how their hearts would be. He knew that they could be good shepherds and could handle the power of God and, and, and be childlike, be childlike. The Bible says only those who are childlike, who have the heart of a child, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. And when he sends out his disciples, uh, to do, do works of ministry, uh, cast out demons, heal the sick. They came back and they were like, oh my goodness, demons were trembling before us. Wow. And, and he says to them, I've given you all power over all power of the enemy. You'll trample on snakes. Um, and then he thanks the father. He thanks the father. He, th he thanks God. He says, thank you, God, for hiding for hiding these deep things in the spiritual realm, for hiding the keys, how to access anointing, the keys of, of how to carry this power and cast out demons and heal the sick. I thank you for hiding all these secrets to those who are prideful, who are not like a child, but only, revealing it to those who are like a child. 
Thank you, Father. He thanks the Father. Thank you, Father, for only revealing it to those who are like a child. So this reveals to us, in terms of carrying anointing, in terms of, of ministers, that this is what qualifies them. This is, this is how, why God chooses who he chooses. It's the childlike heart. That's opposite of the world's way. Amen. So now why this is important is because it's the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. It's the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. The Bible says the Holy Spirit is our teacher. It is him who reveals things in the spiritual realm. So what if you go to a a Bible school where there's religion, where they aren't childlike, and maybe it's not their fault. They just grew up. They grew up that way, and just how it is. But eyes aren't open. Power of God's not there. So if you go there to a Bible school. Like that, you're not going to learn the real things of the Spirit. You can learn uh, about the Bible. You can learn knowledge. But it's to be a minister is not about just knowledge but of the things that only the Spirit can teach. Revelation, bringing the Word of God to life to help people understand. Revealing schemes of the enemy so that people may be equipped, empowered, have victory. How things work in the spiritual realm how to have a relationship with God, not in the religious way. These things are only taught by the Spirit. These things, only the Spirit can open up the spiritual eyes. You can't go to school and get your spiritual eyes opened. It doesn't work that way, right? So, School's not bad at all, but it's just that what I'm revealing to you now is that some people think, you know, I grew, I grew up, I grew up um, in churches where there wasn't power of God, and I grew up in churches where, in order for there to be someone the min- who is a minister, they had to go to a specific school and to be ordained for a certain denomination, and it was a board who would select them and all so that's where i was coming from and you know god called me to be an apostle i didn't want this and my testimony to sum it up was a prophet of god a true prophet of god prophesied to me you were called to be an apostle public speaking was my biggest fear i had no desire to to be a minister at all And I had just learned in the past year that apostles of today actually existed. Um, So 
I was like, I, I, I only accepted it just, just in obedience to God. It wasn't what I wanted, but I wanted what God wanted for me. So it was what I wanted, but I just wanted God's will for my life. But I had to accept this plan, his plan first before my feelings caught up. I had to obey him first. And then as I took each step of obedience, he molded my heart to desire what he called me to do. So I dealt with a lot of lies from the enemy um, when I first stepped into my calling to be an apostle. I was 25 when I was called. I'm a woman. A lot of people don't know that apostles exist today. I didn't want to be a minister. <laughs> so you have, you can imagine the lies of the enemy that would go through my head, whether they were just in my head or whether they're coming through people and coming through people speaking false things like apostles aren't around today. That's false. Like uh, women cannot be ministers or leaders of a church. That's false. So I would be hearing these, these lies um, of the enemy coming through people, coming in my head. The devil trying to lie to me about my identity, about who God called me to be. But I just held on to the truth because nothing had been more true in my life than when I heard God call me to be an apostle. I never doubted it a day in my life because it was that that certain it was that certain so when it, with all the lies coming i just had to push them away and remind myself what god had spoken and that his will would be done as i continued to obey him hallelujah so i didn't go to seminary school but the Holy Spirit has given me more revelation in the, ever since I was called than my whole life as a Christian. Opened my eyes so much. God placed a mentor in my life, an anointed mentor, an anointed minister of God, a prophet, one of the fivefold ministry offices in my life. And God taught me so much through him as my mentor. And now when I would read the Bible, when I would spend time with God through situations in life, my eyes began to open up in the spiritual realm like never before. God equipped me. God taught me. And I'm so grateful that God did it this way for me and that I didn't go to a, a, a school that was teaching things that weren't exactly true, that, that maybe carried some religion on it, because that's prevalent. And we're all on a different journey. That's some people's journey. Sometimes people, God, God will call people to that. But for me, this is God's way for me. And this is what it was like for the disciples with Jesus. He didn't send them to go to the Pharisees uh, go to schooling through the Pharisees, but he's but it was spending time with Jesus, spending time with him, with their teacher Jesus, that they learned 
all they needed to know and were equipped. And this is what we see with um, Paul and Timothy. Timothy was a mentee of Apostle Paul. He was his spiritual father. The Bible even says, you have many teachers, but, but only one father. It's important you, you have a father or mentor, someone above, an anointed, an anointed vessel of God who can teach you, but also impart to you, impart, impart the spirit, impart anointing, impart power of God. As you're watching here, what, because the power of God is here, I'm imparting anointing to you. I'm imparting power of God to you. When you open your Bible now, you, you, you begin to have new revelation. The Holy Spirit begins to teach you new things. We see, um, you, you can see clearly now. It's like blinders were taken off. Religious blinders were taken off. We see with Elijah and Elisha, we see how God trained Elisha. He learned from Elijah by staying close to him, by walking with him, by serving him, serving him. And Elijah imparted anointing, power of God to Elisha. Elisha received his mantle and a double portion of his mantle. And the Bible says that Elisha was doing the same miracles that Elijah did. You can't receive anointing from school. That's for knowledge, which doesn't have to be just in school that you get the knowledge, by the way. But the things of the spirit, the anointing, it comes through impartation and the Holy Spirit releasing to you, teaching you. Hallelujah. 